Welcome to Real Talk with Re for mums that want to go from surviving to thriving in motherhood in a neuro-spicy world. We'll be talking about how we can get more organized and minimize stress so that we can avoid burnout, have more quality time with our babies and breathing space in our lives. As a mum of children with autism, we'll be talking about the joys plus the challenges of parenting children on the spectrum. From first noticing the signs of autism through the diagnosis process to strategies to help you and your children stay happy, we're covering it all. As a 40-year-old woman recently diagnosed with ADHD, we'll also be talking about how all too often women and girls are going undiagnosed, why this is a problem, the misconceptions surrounding ADHD, the signs to look out for, and the simple things that we can put in place to make our lives easier. So whether you're a mum or a dad feeling disorganized and over overwhelmed in the fog of parenthood, wondering if you or someone you love may be somewhere on the spectrum or living in a neuro-spicy household, the Real Talk with Re podcast is the place for you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Re and Happy New Year. I am speaking to you from the past. I'm actually recording this at the very end of 2023. But if you're listening to it, it's 2024. How is the new year treating you? I hope it is going well. So the new year means also back to school. And it's back to school in, if you're in the UK, kind of a grim time. You know, January is a bit meh, isn't it? Dark, cold, yucky. So getting organized in the mornings is something that's even more important because the mornings feel a lot more of a chore. I don't know about you, but I personally feel like the mornings feel a lot more of a chore when the weather is a little bit grim. So today we're just going to have a little chat about some things that I do to try and make my mornings go smoother, uh, some things I've implemented over the years. And I've got to say, um, if, you've, if you've been around here for a while, if you follow me on my main channel, Mummy Four, then you'll know that I was not sort of a born organized person. I was not... Um, brought up to be super organized. Getting organized is a conscious choice that I've made and I'm not perfect at it. I'm not perfect, but I'm now so much more organized than I ever used to be. And I feel like it was a conscious choice I made every time I was pregnant with another baby. I thought, you know what? If I do not get my stuff together right now, not gonna swear, if I don't get my stuff together right now, um, then I could end up in some real trouble. So these are just the things I've kind of cobbled together over the years that help me. Hopefully some of them will help you. So the first one to have a really organized morning, I find is just being organized and not leaving everything to the morning. So for me, for if we're talking about school kids specifically, then I try and make sure we've organized everything on the weekend. Now, obviously, this is not always perfect. There's always some, you know, there can always be some bits missing. But primarily, we tend to organize all of the uniform for the week on the weekend, and it goes into the children's wardrobes. And it's not organized by, like years ago, I'd put socks with socks and pants with pants and tops in the wardrobe hung up and trousers somewhere else. No, no. Now, we do everything organized by day. So they've got like a hanging. Um, if you go over to my um, Mummy of Four channel, you can watch videos about my um, morning routine. But try and describe it to you here now on the podcast. It's like a hanging thing. <laughs> my description's excellent, isn't it? A hanging thing that hangs and it's got slots in it. So it hangs over the rail. You can buy them in Ikea, buy them on Amazon. It's like a hanging clothes sorter and it's got at least five slots in it, if not more. And then, you know, they're labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and everything goes in there. So pants, socks, uh, trousers, 
everything they need to wear, absolutely everything, hair bands and hair accessories um, if necessary, if you've got little girls that want that kind of thing. And that way there's no, where's my socks? I haven't got my pants. Panic in the morning. If you know that you've predominantly done most of it on the week and still you're missing a pair of socks or something, you've got a couple of days to get your act together and find it. Because one of the biggest delays you get in the morning is not able to find things. So getting your uniform organised on the weekend is just a must for me. I... No, this is not going to be possible for everybody. If you're at one of those schools, which luckily my children are not, but I know some schools have really expensive uniform. Hopefully more and more schools are moving away from this because it does seem like kind of insane. Um, But I know some schools have, you know, you've got to buy very specific trousers with a logo embroidered and blazers and all sorts of that kind of thing. If you're in one of those kind of schools, obviously it's going to be more challenging to purchase that kind of thing. Whereas if you're in a school where you can buy supermarket kind of uniform, it's going to be a lot more affordable and easier to buy five of everything. But also there are far more kind of swap shop things popping up about the place. So I'm talking about Facebook Marketplace, yes, for buying pre-loved uniform, that kind of stuff. But also um, I know they do this in my eldest school age son, so my youngest son, my second child, my and youngest of my boys, the eldest of my school age, because my eldest is in uni, anyway, William, his school do like a swap shop and you can take along stuff that doesn't fit you anymore and take stuff that does fit you, which is a really, really sensible thing to, you know, to have so that you're not worrying about growing out of things. Obviously, if you've got multiple children and you buy multiple items of uniform, then if you've got five of everything, it's not going to wear out as quickly and then it's more likely to be passed on and used. So it's not going to go to waste. So yeah, organising on the weekend is a must. And then, of course, doing a little bit of organising the night before. So uh, especially if you've got a secondary school age child about packing bags the night before, William does the folder system. So he's got one plastic folder per subject. One of those popper folders, you know, it's like a big envelope with a popper on it. Um, And he has that one per subject. Sometimes like music, don't give them anything, but he always packs his music folder because he knows that if they do give him something, then it will go in there. Everything goes in that folder. Um, And the reason I started this is because when I was in school, I was a nightmare for being given sheets, things like that, and then just losing them or leaving them scrumpled in the bottom of my bag. And I can remember so vividly sitting in lessons and thinking, oh, we had homework, didn't we? Literally, it's not until my bum hit the seat, back in that same seat as I was in last lesson that it even occurred to me that I had homework. And it's a horrible feeling. Sorry, that's a terrible noise. That's my cushion. (laughs) It's a terrible feeling as a kid, as a teenager, thinking, I'm going to be in so much trouble. And that lack of organization is ultimately what got me in trouble. It's not that I wasn't capable of doing the work. I was just... A teenager, so uh, not terribly interested in knuckling down and not very organised. So I talked to William about this recently and I said, does the system help? And he's like, it is good because I don't get in trouble and I know what I'm supposed to do. So he looks through each folder, he knows if he's got sheets. It works really, really well. So that gets packed the night before. But also even if you've got younger kids, get them to pack stuff with you. Um, If they've got gym, if they need stuff to be taken in, just taking a few minutes to do that the night before really frees up some time in the morning. So that way you've got a bit more time to run around looking for whatever it might be. And then even if you're doing, my, my kids have school dinners, but even if you're doing packed lunches, there's an element of that you could do the night before. So all of the like dry non-refrigerated stuff could be put in the lunchbox the night before, perhaps. Uh, if they have, they choose things for lunch, if you choose things for lunch, it also gives you the opportunity 
if you are putting aside snacks and things the night before to say, do you know what, I'm out of this. And you have got the opportunity to nip and get something, which you probably wouldn't have time to do in the morning. So organizing the night before really does free up so much time. So I know so far I'm finding morning routine tips. It's been organized on the weekend, organize the night before, but these are the kind of the key pillars I would find that have really changed the game for me. Um, so the next thing is that um, baths and showers we tend to do in the evenings. Now, obviously, this is going to depend on your preferences, your the time of year, how sweaty someone is. <laughs> for me, I tend to do all the bathing and showering for the kids and for myself the night before. If I'm adding in having to blow dry my hair in the morning, that is so much time that it's just adding to the morning routine. Anything we can take out of the morning routine and put somewhere else, really let's do it. So I do bathing and shower in the evenings. If you've seen my evening routine videos, I often stick the girls in the bath while I'm having a shower, multitasking, and it really does make a massive difference. Now, obviously, if you've just done like a really sweaty workout or something, then you're going to have to jump in the shower and, you know, that's what you're going to have to do. But anything you can move to the night's really, really helps. Just takes the pressure off those mornings, which are like on really, really tight timescales. Um, so the other one is to get up and get dressed before the children. And I definitely got myself totally ready before the children were up when they were much smaller. Now, and I've gone through so many iterations in my morning routine, my current morning routine is I get up just after five, which I know sounds quite early, but it's so that I can carve out that bit of time for myself to um, wash my face, clean my teeth, scrape up my hair, do a workout. I tried to do 30 minutes in the morning and this is because I know technically I could say I could take the workout out of the morning and I could put it in the evening, but I've lost so much energy by the end of the day that I end up not doing it at all. And I find that by putting my workout into the morning, I do feel more energized and I feel better for the day. I feel better in my body and I'm more productive. So that's one of the things I've chosen to stay in the morning. My husband, by contrast, would not work out in the morning if you paid him. Just it would never in a million years happen. So if it's if he's ever going to go back to doing that, I think it will be an evening thing. It's just, that's how he's wired. So obviously that's a personal preference thing. But for me, I find it adds energy to my day rather than takes it away if I do that in the morning. So I do half an hour of workout and then I do some journaling, planning, getting my head straight. Then when the kids were little, I did do all my like makeup and got dressed before I got them up. Now that they're that much older and I don't have to physically dress them, I just need to supervise them and do hair and things. Then they get dressed and get ready sort of around me at the same time. So they will get themselves dressed, all of them, my youngest is six. Uh, they will clean their teeth before they get dressed. This is another time-saving tip. Make sure they clean their teeth before they get dressed because I don't know about your kids, but mine really enjoy slopping toothpaste on themselves. I don't know how they manage it. But just get those teeth cleaned before. And this is something else, um, actually, that, that I've changed in the morning routine over the years. We used to have toothbrushes, if you remember from watching my channel way back when, uh, we'd have toothbrushes downstairs because we would clean teeth after breakfast, which I thought was the thing to do. I honestly thought it was. Clean teeth after breakfast and they wouldn't have to trace back upstairs and they'd just kind of like breakfast teeth out the door. But I spoke to a dentist, our dentist, that said, no, no, you're supposed to clean your teeth first thing in the morning 20 minutes before you eat, but before breakfast. I was like, oh, I thought you were supposed to clean breakfast off your teeth. But no, apparently cleaning your teeth gets all the gunk from the night off and protects your teeth. So I don't know. That's what a dentist 
told me. If there are any dentists in the comments, please do chime in. Obviously, if you're listening on YouTube, you can chime in in the comments. If you're just listening in, you know, your your AirPods or just listening to me in your car, you can't do that. But you could uh, share in your like Instagram stories and tag me. Let me know the truth about this. Have I got that right? It, did my dentist have that right? Is that the best way around to do it? Um, so anyway, they... Children now clean their teeth, then get dressed, which is better from a, a slopping toothpaste point of view, regardless of the <laughs> the logistics of the correct dentistry kind of um, applications. But they get dressed and then I do their hair. So while they're getting dressed, I'm like, come on then, you're dressed yet? I'm kind of in my room. I'm putting my own, doing my own, like brushing my hair. I've recently uh, switched to doing heatless curls, uh, which has saved more time. I literally wind my hair around this excellent kind of silky sausage thing. I'll put the details down in the, in the comments and the show notes and the blog post and all the things. Just look down from wherever you're watching or listening and you'll be able to find it. Um, but that's been an absolute game changer for me because it's actually less styling for my hair in the night and in the morning. It's really easy. So I've been doing heat curls and then just putting a little bit of makeup on, while they are getting dressed and I'm sort of chatting to them, making sure they're all on track. Will sees to his own hair, the girls have their hair done and then we go downstairs. Now we do all have breakfast together in the morning. Even though the girls actually go to breakfast club where they are fed toast, we all sit together in the morning and have breakfast together. And something we've added into our morning routine actually, which has been really nice. And it's been a really nice way to kind of set up everyone's days the right ways. We do like a circle, we go around the table and say everything um, everyone gets to say something they're really grateful for or something that's made them really happy and it's just a really nice positive way to start the day especially when the weather is grim and everyone just feels grim and no one even wants to it's it's an absolute game changer uh, the other thing that can um, make a big difference actually is having your own clothes picked out so kind of harping back to to the uh, organizing the children's uniform as an adult I mean you might wear uniform you might be in a job where you wear uniform in which case get it sorted with the kids but if you are in a job or um, whatever you do with your life where you can just pick your own clothes putting those out the night before can take away a few minutes of dithering especially if you are horribly indecisive like me you can never decide what to wear take that decision out of your hands in the morning and do it the night before um so the other thing that we do that makes a real difference is we do have a backpack station by the front door so all the school bags live by the front door it's not like where's my bag where's my this if it's their pee kit their school bags their wellies whatever they all go in this backpack station we've got a calyx box in fact um you can see some behind me if you're watching on youtube this is a calyx i have a lot of them all over my house because they are so flipping helpful um so the shelving thing is called calyx I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly because my pronouncing of all the IKEA stuff is appalling, um, but I think they're called Drona boxes, D-R-O with two dots above it, N-A boxes. And each kid has one of those and they put, you know, like their waterproofs that they need for outdoor learning or their backpacks, all the stuff they need for school gets bunged in there. So it just saves going all over the house looking for things. It saves mess being all over the place because it's all contained and hidden. And some people have been, you know, uh, comments on my videos like, oh, Ray, why have you got so much calyx? Oh, that looks ugly. Do you know what looks more ugly? Bags all over the floor. It's not for me. Honestly, it's not for me. So um, the next tip um, might sound a little bit drill sergeanty, but it does really help me. It really helps my children as well. Um, 
because it's not always me nagging, it means it can put the nagging onto something else and that nagging is my phone. My phone has alarms on it. So I've got alarms that go off at times through the morning. So I have an alarm that gets me up. I'm not wearing it at the moment, but I have an alarm that gets, wakes me up on my Apple Watch so that I don't wake my husband and my kids because otherwise it would defeat the object if they get up too, getting up to have some quiet time to exercise and journal and things before everyone gets up. So that first alarm is one on my wrist. The children have their own alarms for them the time that they're expected to get up so they can start getting up, going to the toilet, cleaning their teeth. I then have an alarm that tells me stop journaling and planning and doing whatever you're doing, go upstairs and see to the kids. Then we have a time for breakfast alarm and this is actually set for a few minutes before we actually need to go down, probably five. And it's just a Guys, if this alarm has gone off and we've not already gone downstairs, we really need to wrap it up. So if hair is not done, if you're not dressed, it needs to happen now. It's like, oh, okay, let's get moving. Let's really dial the speed up. And it just saves me being like, come on, come on, come on, move it all morning. <laughs> and it just puts the onus on something else. We tend to pick quite upbeat songs, things the kids like for these alarms. So they put people in a good mood. Music's a really good way to lift your mood. So by having these little alarms, it really, really helps. So we have a time for breakfast alarm. Then because my children are very slow eaters, not as bad as when they were little, when they were tiny, it was it was like pulling teeth, how slow they were, but um, we've got an end of breakfast alarm, which means it's time to clear up. And that means that we can chat over breakfast. We can talk about our days you know do our gratitude circle all that kind of stuff without having to clock watch and I think for me that's what the alarms are for like for example this is not a morning routine thing this is a, a my end of the work day and school pickup thing but I have an alarm that says it's time to go and pick up the kids from school and it's not because I would forget to pick up my children I know they need picking up but when I know I've got to go and do something at a certain time I do end up getting a bit like oh is it time to go yet oh I'm not in what I'm doing because I'm worried I'm going to miss the thing I should be doing which is picking up my children so the end of breakfast alarm is very similar to that really it's okay it's just like stop doing what we're doing. We don't have to clock watch, but when that alarm goes off, we need to clear up. Then as a family, we clear up. So I do get the children to help. Now, as they get older, they do more and more. So my little one will um, take clear, help clear the table. Both girls will help clear the table. Um, they will grab the little vacuum cleaner and because I don't know how many Cheerios they managed to get on the floor. It's a lot. Um, and like vacuum just as we go under the table they can help with doing stuff like that so my husband myself my husband um all muck in and um william who's 11 so william will actually put stuff in the dishwasher so the girls carry stuff over they don't put stuff in the dishwasher yet because it all gets stacked a bit funny but william is better at stacking and then the table just gets sprayed and wiped and then we've kind of reset the kitchen so everything is away after breakfast and then i don't have to come home after the school run i can come home and start working straight away i don't have to come home and tidy up uh, so yeah we do that little reset and then the children have a few spare minutes to do whatever they want probably 10 15 minutes and then there's another alarm goes off which is time to get your shoes on and this goes off on William's phone and it's um, a song he picked himself. It's from Hamilton. It's I'm not throwing away my shot. And he loves it so much. It puts him in a really good mood and everyone ends up singing to it. So those are the alarms that go off. That's like shoes and coats. And then Will's like, come on, shoes and coats. And then we get our shoes and coats on. Um, the Getting the shoes and coats on, actually, the alarm goes off leaving plenty of time for that because there's always a little bit of wiggle room. My whole morning routine is based on allowing a little bit of wiggle room for when things go wrong, as they inevitably do. Whether you've got children on the spectrum, neurotypical children, there's going to be issues that happen from time to time on school mornings. So specifically, if you've got children with autism, you might be dealing with a meltdown. You need that bit of wiggle room. You need that bit of breathing space put into your morning. So all of these times have kind of been 
tweaked over the years and reverse engineered based on the time we have to leave and worked back so that out sorry to allow enough time for each activity each chunk each segment of our morning routine to go smoothly um, another really simple tip to implement is to just limit breakfast choices in in the morning for a school morning uh, so my children have fruit and cereal and yogurt in the morning but they only have um i think two choices of like normal cereal that they go between um so it's not a massive massive choice or you could even ask them to choose the night before you could even ask them to put their cereal box, you know, they could, you could get them to choose that night before if that's something you wanted to do. But they do have more cereal choices on the weekends. We have like the, what they call weekend cereals, which are, um, there's like more sugary cereals and things that I don't especially mind them having. But if they can have something slightly more on the healthy side uh, for most of the week, then, uh, you know, that's beneficial. But it also limits those choices. And also we just keep it really simple. So they just have um, strawberries and pink lady apples they like they have either one or both of those in the morning that's chopped up and we all just kind of share it from a platter in the middle and then they have bananas as their snack for school so they tend to just always have that some people might say it's boring my children who love routine love it and I find it easier because it's just less bandwidth it's less having to figure out what's happening um I know they're all going to eat it and I know there's no arguing which obviously takes time in the mornings um you could invest in a time timer if your children are very small and have difficulty visualizing time it's like kind of like an egg timer I will um link all this below um it's kind of like an egg timer but it it shows how much time is left and it's got a very visual representation there are also I think they also have an app actually just put time timer in the app store then you can have a look at that and you can put that as a countdown or if your children understand numbers you can just put a timer of how long they've got left to get dressed or eat their food or whatever if you find that things are going a bit slow sometimes by making it a bit of a quick let's get it done like fun thing then they can move a little bit quicker which can be a bit less stressful um yeah and then another one that i always have and this is for if I'm kind of really running late I've got, always got like a really minimal makeup kit in my bag so if it turns out that things have gone really really pear-shaped a little bit wonky but I still have to go somewhere having dropped the children off then I've got a little bit in my bag to just kind of <laughs> tidy myself up as a last resort and um, so those are those are some of the things that help but there are a lot more things that I keep tweaking and changing as we move on, as the children get older, obviously when I was younger um, and more to the point when my children were younger, I also had to fa factor in sitting and feeding babies, giving a baby a feed before leaving on the school run. So you might be thinking, oh, well, this sounds very structured and awful. And yes, it is very structured now because I have four children, three of which live at home full time and one of which is in uni, so it flips back and forth. But I found that when you've just got one child, you can be really fluid and you can you can give them unlimited choices in the morning if you want and make a massive breakfast from scratch. If you've got time to do that, great. I found the more children I had, the more routine I had to implement in order to just keep everything running, to just keep everything going, keep everyone moving forward to actually get people there on time. What I didn't realise was... Um, my children would all end up being diagnosed with autism and actually this routine would end up helping them inadvertently too. So I guess the more routine I implemented, the easier it made things for me because it takes away decision fatigue, it takes away uh, having to reinvent the wheel every morning and it just, when things become a habit as part of a routine, you don't have to think about them and when everything feels more automated, it is easier and school mornings can be really challenging. Um, so 
you know, I see you if you're struggling. Definitely been there. And, and our school mornings now are generally pretty smooth. We have our moments, as I said, where a spanner will always get thrown in the works. But luckily, having a fair amount of structure tends to help. So what do your mornings look like? Uh, you can tag me over on Instagram, Real Talk with Re podcast, or my Mummy Before UK account. I'd love to hear about your morning routines. Uh, is your morning routine going really well? Is it challenging? Is it... Um, is it going better than it was because you've implemented something new? What are your top morning routine tips? I'd love to hear. Or if you're watching on YouTube, let me know down in the comments. If you're not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do subscribe. It really helps to support the podcast. And I shall see you guys in the next episode. Bye.